Hello and welcome to the Delco Skate Park Coalition podcast. The Delco Skate Park Coalition is a nonprofit organization of skate enthusiasts, parents, and disability rights advocates looking to build adaptive and inclusive skate parks in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Aaron Lopez, and we are the podcast that covers all things about skateboarding, skate parks, and not just skate parks, but ADA, accessible, adaptive all wheels, and inclusive skate parks in Delco and beyond. I'm so happy to be here today with Tracy Garrow-Cachet, a WCMX skater who drops in, carves the bowls, and grinds the rails at Venice Skate Park in Southern California. Tracy is part of a growing community of WCMX skaters who are pushing past limits and showing that community skate parks offer benefits for many kinds of wheels. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. We're really stoked to be talking with you. So, you know, one thing I think that is important is just kind of like, where are you from and how did you get involved in WCMX skating? Well, I grew up in Southern California in a sleepy little town called Santa Monica, where basically uh, close to me is, is the home of skateboarding. However, I did not even think about riding a skateboard as a child. Um, I did not even go near a skateboard or a skate park until I was about 55. Um, for the record, I'm 62 now. Um, I had been volunteering with a program at UCLA where it was an adaptive program and they were taking these kids out uh, hand cycling. And while I didn't hand cycle, I rode a recumbent bike because the right side of my body still functions reasonably well. I was just kind of a guide and I just helped keep the kids in line and just kind of, you know, entertained them while things were kind of on the downside. And these kids were going to a skate park in their wheelchairs and they were going to have a picnic and they invited me along. And who doesn't want to go to a picnic with a bunch of cute little kids? So I went and one of the ladies there asked if I wanted to try her chair. Like, okay, you know, still kind of walking at that point with the cane. Well, I actually still was walking and it was painful and I was slow. And she said to me, you know, a, a wheelchair is just a tool. You know, it's just a tool. You know, there's no shame in using a wheelchair because I had it stuck in me that I needed to walk as long as possible. So I tried her chair. I went down the first run and I did not want to give that wheelchair back. I was sold. I was hooked <laughs> on the sport. Um, unfortunately it took, it took about six months to order and have a wheelchair made for myself, but that is actually how I got into it. So the chair that you used that first time, was that a chair that was adapted to the use of a skate park? Was it different than like a, a traditional chair? Yes, it was. It was a, a chair that, that definitely was made for her and it was, it's, it was custom made. And I, I got one that was very similar to hers. And the chair at that point was something that you could use every day and also use it in a skate park. Um, and it, it it's the chairs are a little bit different now. Uh, they use shock absorbers and mine is now, you know, a little bit lower to the ground and I have skate wheels on it. So it's changed a bit. Um, and I have a different chair for my everyday use now, 
which is still pretty skatable because I still insist on jumping off of things because <laughs> life still needs to be exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. And and the chair that I did have start with, it could it was my everyday chair and my skate chair. It could be used for sports and for everyday use. The best part of that chair, and you could still get a chair like this now, is it is solid. Um, insurance does not cover these chairs. They're a little bit more expensive than the kind of chair you will get for insurance. But the difference is they do not break. They can, you know, depending on what you're doing with it, if you're riding your chair hard. But this is the sort of chair that I dream about getting for kids everywhere and for adults because, you know, getting out and doing things out in the world is really important. Having a solid chair is is the most important component of that. The, the chairs that you can get with insurance fall apart and the parts are difficult to replace. So a lot of times you see people's chairs rigged with duct tape or wire or something like that. And that's really no life right there. You know, you've got to get out and, and move around. And, um, you know, speaking of sport, you know, sports chairs aren't covered by insurance. And that's another expense right there. So, you know, that's that's so kind of frustrating to think about that, you know, something that is as valuable as recreation you know, and people benefit from recreation and the type of chair that you need to have access to these skate parks um, isn't covered by insurance. When you think about cost of these chairs, like it's this, some to make a chair that can, you know, tolerate the, the type of forces that you're going to put it through with like dropping into a bowl, are these on the more expensive side? They are um, on the more expensive side. For instance, my chair that I currently ride is probably about $8,000. And I, I did receive a partial grant. So there are organizations out there and you apply for a grant and, you know, you can you can get a little help paying for these. And sometimes the kids get a full grant for things like that. Um, some people actually have sponsors, uh, you know, that one, you know, it's, but that that's a rare case. That is yeah. so incredibly rare. Uh, it would be a dream. You know, even even for me, just to have any kind of a sponsor as a disabled athlete would be phenomenal. Um, but it's, you know, being a disabled athlete in any sport is expensive. So let alone my sport, which is kind of, you know, we're, we're not we're not huge. We're a sport that's still trying to grow and I'm doing everything in my power to to get it out there. So it sounds like as the sport is starting to grow and, um, you know, and people are seeing that skate parks have a broader user profile than what people thought of traditionally access to the very thing you need to be able to utilize the skate park is still really hard for, for most people. If they need a chair that can ride a skate park, it's hard to get. Right. The, the chair is, is, Hard to get. Um, what usually happens with the kids though, is the kids will outgrow their skate chairs and they'll be passed along. Um, it's same as sports chairs. Um, for adults, the same thing can happen. Um, but you know, that's, it's still, you know, the sport is is just pretty, pretty rare and random. Um, 
However, you know, if you if you express an interest, you can get a grant. And a lot of people are taking their insurance shares into parks. So, you know, getting into the park, you know, that's a whole different story. Um, having the chair is, you know, that's tough too. And sometimes I'll, you know, I've got an I've got my first chair still, so that I can use that to teach somebody. So that's that's another thing that we do. We we you know I keep my old chair, so I have two old chairs, you know that that I can utilize for beginners. That is really cool, you know. And speaking of WCMX as kind of a growing um, community, you know, a lot of people are learning about it now for the first time. What does WCMX stand for, and you know, when did this kind of all get started? Oh, WCMX stands for wheelchair motocross and uh it it started let's see the guy who started is probably about 32 now aaron fotheringham and he currently rides nitro circus and if you've seen nitro circus he's known by wheels um and he's just the most amazing man ever and as a child he would follow his brothers to a skate park uh, where they were, you know, doing their thing in the skate park. And here's Aaron and he wants to be like his brothers and he's doing his thing in his wheelchair. Now imagine this kid and this is what he's 30, you know, how many years ago and he's got, you know, what the wheelchairs were like then and he's doing his thing in the skate park. And you can just imagine all the parts just flying off of this thing. But boy, is he having the best time ever, right? He's number one in the world, of course. And, and, you know, rightly so, boy, is he amazing. And he does some tremendous things. He he really does. I, he I've does. seen some of his videos of, of you know, the double backflips and- Oh my gosh. Well, he added, he's added a twist to that. <laughs> he's added a twist. And like, and, you know, not only is he really good with that, but he is a really incredible human. And I would love to see a sport go places. I really would. Um, but it's just, you know, I just want to grow the sport. And, and even if it doesn't get to be really huge, the best part about WCMX and, and the skate part and teaching the kids is some of it is a life skill. Tell me more about that, that, you know, how, how that translates into something like a life skill. Yeah. You know, if you're teaching somebody how to do a wheelie, a wheelie for somebody in a wheelchair is huge because then you can get up and down a curb. Um, a lot of times I'll teach a kid and when, when kids are young, the parents put this little stick on the back and they push the kid around. Well, the kids get lazy. They don't want to use their hands but they get to a skate park and they want to play. They've got to use their hands. So they start using their hands to do all these things. And they're, you know, it's, it's, it can be a huge learning tool. And it's, it's the same way that able-bodied kids learn. Disabled kids learn by playing too. And so why don't we want this for the kids? We do, but we just need to have the right equipment there for them. Um, because the other thing about these chairs, these sports chairs, they turn on a dime. Tell me a little bit about like what that means if you're if you're riding in a, a skate park or you're in a bowl and they turn on a dime. You can turn really tightly in a sports chair. In a hospital chair, you are 
not turning you you know you you have to turn really wide um and it, you you can't not you can't maneuver a regular wheelchair in a small space in a, a really good proper sports chair or an everyday chair which is what i want for the whole entire planet you can fit into small spaces you know and and, and one of my things in life is you know it's everyone wants to make the world accessible well, we need to have better chairs and that'll make making the world accessible a little easier because then we can have the equipment to get over some of this stuff that we want to make accessible. So that's a really important point and, and especially about the ability for a chair to have like a really tight turn radius. Um, you know, I think if you think of a, a an insurance chair as you would call it or a traditional wheelchair, if you're trying to, you know, back into something, you might have to make several maneuvers to like do three point turns, exactly. whereas a sports chair, you can really just clip you in a very tight turn, turn the corner. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you started, um, skating more in WCMX and then you found a community. Um, it sounds like it at Venice skate park, which is absolutely one of my favorite skate parks. Mm-hmm. I, I love it there. Um, but if you could tell me a little bit about, about Venice or what are some of your favorite spaces? Um, I do skate Venice quite a bit. Uh, the reason I do skate it so much is, is, uh, unfortunately my body is really heat sensitive. Um, so it's cool there when the weather changes, I will start going inland a little more. Um, Venice is the park that everybody knows about because it definitely is on the beach. Uh, we do a lot of filming there and it was started by some pretty rad people, you know, they're, they're the OGs, um, it has changed a little bit since COVID. I, it, it's not as safe as it used to be, but it's so much fun to skate because, you know, it's got this snake run. It's just pretty incredible. Yeah. Is it accessible? If you crawl like I do, it's accessible. Um, I can use my chair to, to hook on the side of a bowl and pull myself up. And then I can use my toes. Not everybody can do it. How accessible do we, it, it does have a ramp to get into it. How accessible do we need to have a park? I mean, I was just there with with two other women in, in chairs this morning and they, they like to be pushed out. Um, I don't mind crawling. Um, and, and when it's you say per- being pushed out, are you, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of like the layout of Venice and there's, you know, some street skating, um, you they know, get pushed out of the snake run. Out of the snake run. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's, I think there's that part where, you know, you can kind of drop in where it starts and then coming out of that would be tough. What right. kind of, what kind of ADA feature is ideal if we're building a skate park, if we're, you know, cause Venice has been around for a long time. Venice has um, been around for about 15 years. Yeah. 13, 15, something like that. Uh, 13, I think 13. If you think about like a, a brand new skate park, you know, that's going to be accessible to all users, all wheels. Yeah. The, the problem with making a skate park accessible to all users is it would be virtually impossible because every disability 
And every able-bodied person wants something incredibly different. Um, Aaron can use his elbows. He skates up and he uses his elbows. Mine is pretty much a similar system. I've, you know, worked worked my arms to, to get this done. It's not like you you can do this on your first try. You can't. You definitely, you know, if if you can't crawl, you need a partner. Because if we start changing everything so it's accessible, the street sessions sections are pretty accessible. Um, we can't, when you talk about pulling yourself out, are you pulling yourself out of like a a vert bowl? Yes, I can do that. And if I can't, I don't go in it. I will ask somebody, um, and I will get out of my chair because uh, I, I don't want to hurt anybody by, you know, being pushed out. Um, but that's just me, you know, everybody, everybody has a different thought on how they want to get out of their, their bowls. And, and I think in Venice, I've earned a little bit of respect because of the way I do this. And, you know, maybe it's not pretty um, the way I get out of things, but I'm sure having a heck of a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> when we when we look at other disabilities, like my blind friends, you know, their way of accessibility is wanting to have like a Braille skate park at the entrance so they can feel what and where the features are. Um, my friends with low vision, they want to have different colors around the features so they can see where things begin and end um, and go as far as to have like a trail of different colors painted in the park. However, other people have issues with the different colors because of the way they see. So it just kind of brings you to there's there's really no good solutions because the able-bodied skaters want their thing too. You know, for me personally, my idea of accessibility is if I go to a park and I can fit on something that I want to try, like a, you know, a ledge or something like that, and I can turn and and you know drop in on it, or you know, there's a park that I skate at and there's no room for me on the half pipe. And you know, it's just like, I wish it were accessible. I've been skating there for seven years. But, you know, I'm told, well, you're the only one who skates, who who needs that. We can't do that for one person. Wow. So yeah. that has that been an experience that you've that you've had before with half pipes and wanting to skate there? Yeah, wanting to skate and not, you know, but, you know, there's always... My experience also has been there's always something for me to do at a park. I don't I don't have to use the whole park. I'm you yeah. know and, and it that's like a normal skater though. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can skate a whole park. So, you know, that being said, you know, you've got to come prepared for what you may or may not be able to do. And there's apps for that. You can virtually look at any park and you know, see what you can do before you even get to the park. And and yes, it would be great if everybody could get out of every bowl. You know, even beginners can't get out of bowls. Um, you know, uh, able-bodied people. Is there an aspect of a skate park design that for you having more challenging features um, in the design allows you to advance your your own skating and develop your own skating? Oh, there would be features I would love to see. You know, I would like to be able to ride up on a rail in a park. But, you know, or or maybe even, you know, if there's a park that you pay at, maybe they have like a bumper or something in the back that 
that you could use, but you know, that's, that's kind of a dream. All these things cost money. Um, you know, I'd like to be able to fit on ledges and, and one skate park builder told me, you know, all that, all that cement costs a lot of money. Um, I've had another skate park builder actually have me out to their build site. And, you know, that was, it was really nice. You know, I think the, 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 uh, features that you're asking for too, I wonder how like having extra concrete for the rails and having more space, um, might not only be a benefit to a WCMXer, but for somebody else who's using the skate park. It might, you, you just don't know. Yeah. You never know. And the reason why there, there isn't a lot of space on the, the wooden ramps, you know, the, the quarter pipes is because of the way they cut the wood. And I, you know, I think if you, if you kind of think about a, a quarter pipe ramp, and the way it's cut and what would be sort of like the ideal design for that so that it could be more accessible for someone who's skating WCMX? Just enough for a wheelchair to fit yeah. on top. I don't know the Not exact dimensions, but you know, just so you could get up there, you know, and, and turn side, you know, and do a turn and, you know, just drop down. That's, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a huge, it's, it's, it's like adding maybe another foot and a half. It's not, big um but it it would make a whole lot of difference when you are um you know and i don't know if you've had these discussions with fellow wcmx skaters but you know when you are um out there skating do you have a community of other wcmxers that you connect with or that you see at events or is the community connected in any way not really which is very sad you know this morning one of um one of the ladies was um her uh school she graduated from i'm not sure what what it was but they were doing um some feature on her in their school magazine or or something and she invited us to be a part of her photo shoot and so there were three of us in wheelchairs and one who um rides on her knees um went down there to support her but other than that, we really don't see each other. It's not a close community. The community I am close to is the able-bodied Southern California community. And I have to tell you, they have been incredibly supportive. But, you know, on, on that note, I really love these people. You know, it's like I, you know, I've, I have this girl skate group. Um, every other, you know, it's like, I missed the last one, but I was, have you heard of exposure? Oh yeah. Okay. I was at exposure over the weekend. So I am no, just. But for our special. listeners who haven't heard of okay. exposure, right? I mean, so, cause uh, exposure is growing in popularity, but I, I love it. I think it's super cool, but what is exposure? Okay. Exposure is a skate contest. People come from all over the world. It's like the LGBT community. It's, it's Plus, very open you know, trans, and inclusive. Yeah, everybody. And, and so they really are incredibly inclusive. So um, it is just a sea of love and skateboarding and hugging and cheering and support and, you know, during COVID, I even placed, you know, in the video thing. And it was so like, great. all I wanted to do, I wanted to run by Amelia Brodka and, and Leslie Cohen. And, and all I wanted to do was just have a video so people could see what WCMX was like. And I ended up placing and it was 
it was wild. I mean, it was wild. It was craziness. But so I went, um, and this was in Encinitas and they had Bert, they had, they had the best trick, they had street, they had a park and it was just the most amazing skating I have ever seen. And we had girls who got hurt and pulled it together and just just with the support of all the other people there, knowing what they had gone through. I'm getting chills right now. Yeah. It was just incredible. And of course, Cindy Whitehead was there, um, who has been my fiercest supporter. And she had some girls down there. And it's just, you know, just the love of, of the community and meeting friends for life. And, and some of these kids I've known since they were, you know, like seven or now 14, and they're just like super boosting. Um, and it's, it's incredible, just incredible. When you're, you know, outside of exposure skate, which it, I've heard, I, I haven't been to the events yet. Cause I'm out here on the East coast. I really want to do that. It's on my bucket list. Um, you know, and everyone I've talked to who's been out there said it's an incredibly supportive, um, incredible community. Um, when you're out, uh, you know, you know, just on a you know regular day when you're at Venice, how, how do you find the community for you? Is there, is there a skate community that you find that you're a part of and accepted and, you know, you've made oh, friends yeah. and connections. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, there's there's always somebody I know at Venice and like people attract like people. And so this morning, you know, I was skating. Not only did I have this thing going on with my girlfriend um, and her her photo shoot, but people are always showing up. And, you know, the, the positive people are always with the positive people. And the other day, you know, I, I was skating with a girl, Sydney, and we, you know, we, a friendly competition. It was a coping, it was a, about the coping. And she wanted to hit the coping. And I'm like, if you, and she says to me, if you hit it, I'm going to hit it. Well, she knows that. <laughs> yeah. And so, so she did. And she, she ended up not only hitting it, but grinding it. Um, and it's kind of, you know, the, Positive people attract positive people. And so, you know, we always have these little friendly games that we play together because that's what skaters do. Um, and yeah, you know, and and the guys, you know, we, we've got our friendly guys too. And, you know, you, you would do anything for them. And it's like a skate community is definitely a skate community. You know, you are, you are all alike when you are in your park. Um, and I, you know, people who are new to Venice, you know, I, I try to, you know, instruct them on where to go or what to do and, you know, which, where the flow is if they don't know. But it's, you know, we're there for each other. And like, it doesn't matter what your skill level is or you're, you're there. I love that about uh, the skate community. When, when you're, you know, at the skate park and you're working on your own skating, you know, what are some of, you know, the more difficult maneuvers or, or tricks that you've maybe accomplished through WCMX? For me personally, I think some of the higher acid drops, because my vision, <laughs> my vision is a little sketchy. <laughs> um, I don't see down. 
And so I need to feel the bottom of my wheels against coping. What are some maybe of the, you know, the bigger acid drops that you've, that you've done in your WCMX career? Um, probably, you know, I've done the, the gross overt ramp at Huntington, um, but I, I'm not going to do vert anymore because my eyesight's just, it's just not optimal um, because after, you know, it was closed during COVID. So there was no vert at all open anywhere around here. So it's just kind of, you know, 62, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, eh, I'm okay without it. Um, there's a level of acceptance that comes with <laughs> getting older, <laughs> like well, embracing the, the flat ground. <laughs> no, no, it's like, I already have the wheelchair. What more could happen? Right. Um, I think one of the, the funnest things that I do was something that I made up because, you know, when you do a rock to fake in and in a wheelchair, you come back and you, you know, there's this out of control spin. And that's like, I thought, oh my God, that looks just horrible. When people do it, you look out of control. So I started doing, you know, a, a turn on my wheelchair. So I turned it into, you know, I do a, a turn on my back wheels and then I do a side turn and then I like, oh, you know, I can add more. So I do a layback and, you know, it's like, okay, well, I probably should name this, right? Because no yeah. one else is doing it. So I called the ricochet. <laughs> Because, like you know, Gare, Ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no one else knows that. <laughs> like, nobody knows I named the trick. <laughs> so that's one of those things, though. You, you're out I there. I know, right? You're doing it. People are going to pick up on it. They're going to see it. You're going to see other yeah, people Yeah, well, it. maybe somebody will do it someday. And I'll say, hey, you know, you're doing my trick. You're doing the Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, like, a little bit of swagger in the back of my wheels. Hey, this is Cindy Whitehead, and if you'd like to support the mission of the Delco Skate Park Coalition, please go to www.skatedelco.org. When you have been, um, you know, in the Venice community or, or anywhere else, you know, just out, out with the skate community, it sounds like you're feeling a lot of acceptance. Um, have you had any challenges or struggles um, with WCMX that, you know, you would want other people who are maybe just getting into it to maybe to know about? Not so much. You know, it's like I've never really had a struggle in a skate park. Um, you know, I've only been kicked out of two. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that that's OK. Was that um, earlier on when you just started or was that? No, early? it was, you know, it was. One was a couple of years ago. It was actually a YMCA skate park. And that was after I paid to skate there. And I, and they wouldn't even refund my money after I got kicked out. Do they have a reason for yes. why? Okay. Yes, because I, I would hurt myself if I went in the bowl. So I did it anyway. <laughs> That's so punk rock. Like, I know. Like, <laughs> you can't go in there. You'll hurt yourself. And we're not going to help you. And it was, you know, these teenage kids that worked there. And it was like, well, you know, I really, this bull was calling my name. Yeah. And, you know, there was a parent that was there and I just kind of looked at him and, you know, kind of winked and just dropped in. And I knew that I was going to have to leave after that, but it was totally worth it. But I, I did ask for my money back. <laughs> they wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you're, 
when you're thinking about other skate spaces that, that you've been to, are there any that stand out for you as being like really awesome? Some of the best places? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. My very favorite. I love, I love the, the uh, reverse combi at Vans Huntington beach. It's my absolute favorite. I was just there a couple of days ago and it's just like this wild ride. It's, it's just this quick, quick acid drop. I mean, it's a short acid drop and then you get to go and go right over this hip. And it's just, it's kind of like a, like a little explosion of a ride is what I call it. And it's yeah. just, um, yeah, it's wild. What's it's, the it's community like at that, at that skate park? Oh, at Huntington. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I seem to know a lot of the kids there and a lot of the OGs and pros go there. Uh, I haven't been there quite as much since after COVID, but I tell you when they reopened it, it was just one heck of a fun day. You know, it was like, it was, it was just like a reunion. Um, so it they just closed reopened. it during mm-hmm. COVID? They closed that skate park? They did. COVID? It was closed for almost two and a half years. They, they oh didn't reopen it until I think February of this year. So, I mean, it, it was just kind of recent and, you know, it's been, it's, it gets hot down there. So, you know, I, I don't skate in heat. So, um, you know, it's kind of sporadic for me to go down there. Um, cause it's kind of a drive from here. So it's just, yeah, yeah. I'm usually, I'm usually going to know at least two or three people there at the very least. Uh, you know, a question that I have for you is, you know, and certainly I'm out on the East Coast, we go to skate parks, we see a broad range of users, a lot of, you know, younger kids, we see adults that are out skating. Um, what, what kind of experience do you have um, when you're at a skate park and there are kids around? Do the kids approach you? Do they ask you questions? You know, what have been your experiences with that? Um, kids love my chair. They absolutely love it. And I will let kids try my chair teenagers sometimes will it's kind of funny because they're like, you're gonna go in there aren't you gonna hurt yourself and it's it's kind of they've never been really negative about it you know no one's ever been negative they're all just kind of like oh my gosh you're gonna do it um I've had adults hide their eyes um because they don't want to see they don't they don't want to see an accident or anything but it's 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 actually been you know pretty cool you know no one's ever you know, they're all kind of, I don't know, fascinated. And do you think that those experiences really change the way these kids see individuals who are using chairs? I hope so. That's, that's one of the things that I really want to do is change people's perception of what a chair is like, because you don't really see too many, you know, when I was a child, you didn't see any wheelchairs out in the, in the wild. Now you do see wheelchairs. Um, you don't see many like mine because my everyday chair has shocks and absorbers on it. Um, Aaron did make my everyday chair. So it's, it's pretty special. So Aaron, who was the, the founder sort of, yes. of like uh-huh. WCMX, he mm-hmm. made your chair. He made my everyday chair, not my skate wow. chair, my everyday chair. I know. Oh. Is he involved in, you know, chair production and design or is that? You know, uh, he made the first chair other than for himself or me. 
So that was the first chair we made for someone else. So That's yeah, it's amazing. pretty, it's a pretty special chair and um, it's, it's done the LA marathon and it's done some small, smaller events too. So that's amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. I love that chair. So when you are, you know, in the community and you're, you're at skate parks and kids are coming up to you and asking you questions about your chair and um, you know, are, I think there's something about kids where they're, they're authentic. They just have like a natural curiosity about things and um, you know, are, are more comfortable with asking you questions. They are. are there some questions that, you know, they might typically ask, especially the younger kids, you know, they that do. they do, they, you know, that it's, it's basically your everyday question. Why do you have a wheelchair? And I tell them I have a brain disease and I say, it's, it, it's, I have spots in my head. The cutest, the cutest kid in the world said to me, so you have a Dalmatian on your brain? Oh, is that the most adorable thing ever? And it's like, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, and sometimes they'll ask, well, what does that do? And it's just kind of like, you know, you, you just explain it at their level, you know, and it's like, and it's never a bad thing. I'm having the time of my life. What is happening to me is, is really it's, it's normal. It's a, it's, it's a normal process. It's like, it's nothing tragic. It's nothing bad. It is just a normal thing. And, and it, it happens to people. Um, and so, yeah, I've got spots on my brain that makes me do funny things. And yeah, so this is the wheelchair and it's fabulous and it's, it's really good. And then, you know, if, if it's a kid in a wheelchair, because here's the other thing about wheelchairs, Sometimes the kids who are born who get wheelchairs, they have questions too. And they, they're like, how come, how come I have a wheelchair? And I get to tell them because you're very special. And when you go to school, you get to ride your bike in the hallway. You get to skateboard in the hallway and you get to run in the hallway. And if you do a wheelie and you get in trouble, you have that principal call me and I'll take care of it because <laughs> They are special, you know, and it's like they are doing things that an able-bodied person cannot do. And it's like, you know, there's there's another side of the fence here that, you know, their wheelchair is pretty priceless. It can do all these things. Yeah. And like, yeah, so it's, you know, we've got to explain the other way, too. It's not just to the able-bodied kids. When you're in um, Southern California, which I think, you know, has more terrain that's skatable. I mean, I grew up in California too. I just, everything outdoors was, was skatable when I was growing up in yeah. the seventies. Um, are you seeing more young people with chairs using the spaces, using any recreation spaces, or is it still something that's uh, difficult to see young people out there because access to the chairs that can ride those spaces is still really difficult to obtain. Well, you know, it's a lot of times the parents don't know about the programs. I don't know if we're doing a good job of getting out there. Los Angeles is just starting a program um, through something called Play LA. And I will be involved with that. And it's a, uh, you know, they're, they're just starting an adaptive program. They had it during the summer, you know, there was a surfing and, and, you know, it was, it was pretty incredible. I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't 
know how to teach surfing or you know, I'm not a basketball player. So they had sports like that. And it's it's their first foray into having recreational sports for the disabled. I think they had tennis too. So we'll see how it goes. You know, and we're also including, you know, limb differences in that too. So unfortunately it's, you know, the holidays are coming up with this too. So hopefully it's not, you know, it's, there's so many programs happening right now that I'm hoping we get, you know, a lot of kids interest, you know, but I always say, you know, if a kid really wants to learn and they have a wheelchair, you know, get in touch with me because I can do this by video. You know, I can teach the parent how to teach a kid a wheelie. Is that something that you've done, you know, with, with, um, you know, because I have uh, an adult son who's disabled and early on, you know, connecting with other people who became part of our community was so incredibly important for our family. Is that something that you've done um, through your, your skating is connect with other families and parents? Oh, well, see, you, there is a community. However, I only see the whole of them a couple times a year at sports festivals. So there was a triathlon the same weekend as exposure. And so I'm going to probably have to trade off. And it's uh, uh, a triathlon. It's um, Challenged Athletes Foundation does it. And it's in San Diego. And they have incredible sports programs for the disabled. And I see them at these events. And this was like the big triathlon and, and the little the, the littlest get to take part in this too. There's a kid's run. And, you know, when I said I couldn't go to this thing on, on Instagram and I got these, I got just the sweetest messages. And like, you know, I really missed him. I mean, my heart was broken, but you've, you've got to make a choice here. Um, it was, it was, you know, you, you stay connected and, this is the only good part about like Instagram and Facebook is because you get to see what the kids are doing and you get to put input in here. And so it's kind of, I will know these kids until they run off and get married or, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're like, I'll know these kids forever. You get speaking, to see them grow and progress. Speaking of social media and, and the kids that you've gotten to know, the families that you've gotten to know over time, um, you know, one thing that is really striking with Instagram is that there's now a visual and, and of course, we're old enough to remember the days of, you know, pre-cell phones and pre-social media. And, you know, you didn't connect with people as easily. Oh. There were these old phones, but, you know, young kids generation, they have, they have no, no concept for yeah, that. No, and you no have concept. a phone that you can see videos of all kinds of things happening. So, you know, it, uh, your your Instagram feed is great. There's a lot of videos of you, you know, at the skate park doing maneuvers. And, you know, if um, if you, know, you think if more people see videos like yours, see videos of WCMX, um, you know, I think Aaron Wheels has um, a, a lot of videos out there of just doing incredible things and adaptive uses, adaptive skaters. Do you think that um, that's going to help to kind of grow the community and show uh, people what's possible? I hope so. I mean, that's that's really my aim. Um, that's kind of what I use my Instagram for. Um, what what you actually see on my Instagram is is me. You know, I. I this is this is how absolutely naive I was when I first started like doing 
you know, the Facebook, I used it to communicate with my nieces and nephews. And it was just, you know, and then this whole skating thing came along and, and I thought that people were like honest about who they were. It was like, you know, it was like, this is just who I am. And it, and, um, and it's, it's all kind of positive because that's how I wake up in the morning. And it's, and when I've, yeah, I didn't know that people like fake their life <laughs> on this stuff. I was like, I was so blown away. And it's kind of, but I thought, you know, I'm, I, the only reason I did Instagram was so that we could get this sport out there um, because it was like this whole learning curve. And I'm still learning because Aaron told me I had to do reels and I'm like, do what? You know, and it's like, I'm, I'm learning how to do that. And I, like, I had to turn my camera this way. And um, so I'm, yes, I'm learning. Um, and so he's, it's, you know, the first so some of your reels, reach. some of your reels are amazing. I follow oh, nice. them. Too. <laughs> I love them. There's like, I, I love it when your reels pop up because I'm like, okay, what's she doing today? <laughs> no, I know. It's kind of like, it's funny. It's, it's just kind of, um, yeah. It's, you know, I thought, I thought I had to like buy music off of Adobe stock, <laughs> like, you know, and so I was like, I was like stressing out over this music. And then I was like, oh, oh no, no, you can do this all on your phone. Um, and you know, and that, that's a function of me in my eyesight because it's kind of like, I can't really see the video on my phone, <laughs> you know? So I've, yeah, I figured it all out though. When you're at the skate park and thinking about, you know, how you're using it. Cause I think the other day you posted something of, of, of you were like on the wall at Venice. Oh Beach yeah. With my friends. Cool. That was yeah. the challenge. Yes. Yeah, that was great. And like, are you thinking about, okay, yeah, this is something we're doing. We're sort of really kind of pushing oh. the envelope on, on oh, no. we're using the park. No, that was, or... no, see, so, so this is, this is, this is how our little community works. It was, it was, um, so the guy who designed the waves in the back going into the clamshells was there. And the, the, there were two, no, there were three, it was Pauline, um, Okay. Anyway, forget their names. Um, there were th <laughs> there were three people that were going to go ride the waves in the back, and they all had carvers. And so I went to watch them and, and do the filming for them. And one of the girls was afraid to do one of the waves, and I said to her, Pauline, if you don't do it, I'm going to get up there and do it. And <laughs> and so and they all thought that I was going to take my wheelchair up there. Well, it doesn't actually fit. It would be really fun if it did, but it doesn't. So I got up and I got on her board and you know what? It was really fun. Yeah. So fun. I am seeing a skateboard in my future because it really worked my shoulders in a positive way. Yeah. And if I can keep my knees on the board, it'll be fun. But it, it was just kind of a challenge, you know? So it was kind of like, you know, yeah, I challenge you. If you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And that's kind of how we egg each other on. Yeah. Did she ever do it? No, she did not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you were up there and I've seen some of your other reels where, you know, they, they're, they're incredibly cool and impressive. When you think about like, you know, some of your, your favorite skate parks, like Venice or Huntington beach, or, um, are there, features at some of those parks that they have in common that, you know, you go to a park and you think like, oh, I'm, I love it for this reason. Um, or do you like to explore new skate parks and kind of see what you can do? I, I love new skate parks. 
Um, I do not love driving. Driving is kind of getting a little bit harder for me. If I could, I would travel across the United States and try every single park. You know, it's kind of, you know, spend a day just in every, and you know, just kind of hanging out. Um, yeah, I love trying new things. You know, who doesn't? But unfortunately, um, I don't drive at night. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not really seeing well. So um, that kind of keeps me from exploring more, you know, exploring more. I mean, I would love to take a long day trip and, you know, come back in the evening, but, you know, sometimes your body is just <laughs> limiting you. Yeah. So, Are there yeah. some skate parks that you have been to, um, you know, maybe through travel where you felt like, you know, um, maybe, you know, Huntington beach or that level where you felt like this was just a great experience and that you really, you love the features there. Um, there are some parks in Colorado. Um, oh shoot. When is the name of a ski resort? Here goes my brain. Um, Breckenridge, yeah. Breckenridge, this big, humongous bowl. It took five people to get me out of, but man, not only was it beautiful, but I mean, they had other things there too, but particularly that bowl. And there was everything about that park that I loved everything about it. It was just, and it was in the most beautiful setting. That was, yeah, I'd love to go back there. Something that I think is really important about the skateboarding community is the inclusivity of it and the accepting nature of of skaters and that skaters are kind of just generally as a community open to um, pushing boundaries and thinking about things differently and changing the concept of, of what skateboarding is. Um, you know, when you think about your own kind of skate history, what are some of maybe the best experiences that you've had with being part of the skateboarding community? Being pumped, some of the best experiences are actually some of the competitions, um, the do tour, you know, that yeah. was probably the dream I never thought I had being up on the podium again. How, how did you get involved in the do tour? Like how did that how I did was that get invited. started? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so um, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that was kind of, I don't know if it was just a one-time deal because the year after that, we, we, <laughs> my sport was not invited. Um, but it's funny because I had done, you know, when they have these big things, they usually have a public skate area. And so, you know, when it was in Long Beach, I skated in the public skate area and it was like, you know, I'm like, you know, someday they're going to have my sport in one of these big contests and, you know, put it on my Instagram page. And it's like, you know, I dropped in at the do tour, you know, in the public skate and my friends were all laughing at me and it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, and, you know, there I was, you know, two years later and, you know, it's kind of like, so this year I went to the Vans US Open of surfing and they had a public skate. What do you think about that, that whole experience of, for the do tour? And that was like, you know, the dream you, you kind of didn't know you I had. Didn't know I had. Yeah. Well, you, know, you, you know, it was great. It was great to be invited. It was great to skate there, even though it was during COVID and, and it was pouring rain and, um, 
you know, it was just kind of, it was just really cool because there I was, I was 61 years old and I'm being invited to skate and in a big contest and that's really really cool chair. and then <laughs> and then I then I was up on the podium and um and that was pretty pretty wild and you were on the podium because you placed in the event I placed, and, yes I yeah. did <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> oh yeah at 61 and it was like it was like I did not expect that you know I expected to go and have a really good time um, because that's what competitions are about, you know, going and having a good time and just showing what our sport is. Um, and then the next year we, we <laughs> didn't have a competition. We were invited to go and do an exhibition and, and it's kind of, well, that's an expensive trip. Um, so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, you know what? I hope they get that going again, because it sounds like it was such a great experience for you. It, it really was, but you know, the, the girls and I were talking this morning. It's, um, you know, we don't have any sponsors, you know, it's, it's, um, it's all our dime. So, uh, you know, it's an expensive trip. So it's, yeah. you know, so I'd love something. to go and, and do all these things, but it's, you know, I was actually invited to Brazil, um, to go skate. And, um, it was just kind of a, you know, that was really random. And I don't know how many adaptive skaters were invited. Aaron, Aaron didn't get an invitation, but, um, but it was like, you know, I'd love to go, but that's a really expensive trip. Um, that is the first time the adaptive skate world was included. We need some sponsors to step up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a dream. It's a dream. I wouldn't know what to do if I had one, it would be like a foreign experience. <laughs> you know, I think um, if there's a sponsor out there for you, so you can go to a place like Brazil or maybe get back on the do tour, you know, that's. I, well, they, they have to have our, they have to have our category. Yeah. 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 You know, when they say adaptive skate, they meant the, the limb differences. They didn't mean the wheelchairs. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Do you see that changing in the future? Um, you think Aaron will have maybe some, some influence that your skating will have some influence. I don't know. I, I think that comes down to, we need somebody to represent us. Um, I believe that USA skateboarding had something going, you know, the fact that USA skateboarding was doing something was really fabulous and they, they still could be for all I know. When, uh, you know, somebody does step forward and starts to organize WCMX, for, you know, for events and as a sport, do you see that there's a community that's, you know, that's out there that needs that, that needs that organization? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got athletes in Brazil and Switzerland and England. I mean, they're, they're, uh, Germany, Germany has a huge, huge, uh, contingent of the, I mean, there's a guy there, David, who is just doing remarkable stuff with the kids there. I mean, he's got some very talented kids. So yeah, I, um, and, and they're a little more organized maybe because they're just smaller, you know, it's a smaller place and, and the United States is quite large. I, I'm, I don't really know how many people we have doing this sport here. And that's something where, you know, without that organization, it's, it's hard to know because it's the organization yeah. that maybe connects the, the, right. the people that are out there. Yeah. yeah. 
What do you think um, that really people need to know about WCMX as a sport? You know, if someone's listening to this, what do they need to take away and understand? Um, I think they need to know that WCMX is just a hardcore sport. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it WCMX is not for the faint of heart, but it's probably the most exciting sport I've ever done. Um, and it, it's you know, it's it's well accepted in the skate community and it's it's just wild having such a great life. And when you're dropping into the bowl, like people don't need to like be fearful or turn away. Like, no. they, yeah, nobody needs to be fearful when I'm dropping into a bowl, um, but you'll get a good photo. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. So Tracy, I have so enjoyed talking to you today. And I'm so glad that you shared your history about your WCMX um, experience in skating and being a part of Venice Skate Park. Um, And I'm so excited to get this episode out there. Um, And I want to thank you so much for being here today with me and talking about this. Thank you for having me. Hopefully we'll get to skate sometime. I would love it. Um, Yeah, I love Santa Monica. I love getting out there. I'm always trying to find ways to fit my skateboard into my luggage and carry uh-huh. it on the plane. But <laughs> it's, I know, right? It's been a challenge. <laughs> I know. So, but yeah, I would love to. So yeah, we got to we gotta get together and skate out at Venice. I You'll know. have to show me some good lines. Oh yeah. I'll show you all the Venice lines <laughs> or my friends can. <laughs> all right. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, this is Jamie Godfrey here, um, here to find out if you might be interested in supporting our mission of the Delco Skate Park Coalition. If you are, simply go to www.skatedelco.org. Thanks.